listening to Kingdom Dynamics. You are a new creation Christian, which means you stand in heaven and on earth at the same time. You're actually a spirit man that'll live forever, wrapped in a body. As you see what the Father's doing and do it, as you hear what the Father's saying and say it, you literally bring heaven to earth. I'm here to release you to be who you really are. Enjoy listening and don't forget to share it. Oh, Father, you so loved us. The Bible says at the fullness of time, Christ came at the fullness of time. You know, God has prepared you for ministry. He has prepared you perfectly. There is no difference between you and Moses, the great deliverer. You know, Moses was, was a miracle. It was amazing that he was born, that he was saved in the reeds. It's amazing that he was brought up in all of the ways of Pharaoh, in all of the ways of Egypt, a prince. And it was all a strategy designed for his calling as a deliverer, a deliverer of of Israel. And he didn't find himself qualified. He said to God he was a man who stuttered and who couldn't speak clearly. He was 80 years old when he started to begin his ministry. He was 40 years old when he began to prepare himself in the desert, when he met the burning bush. But you are exactly the same. God has placed a gift inside of you. He's placed a call inside of you. He has numbered your days. There are books that are written about you in heaven. But we know that the perfect will of God doesn't always happen on the earth. God is not in control. God is all-powerful, but he's not in control. And the reason we have to pray that his kingdom comes is because it doesn't. You know, Jesus hang on the cross and he said it is finished because he's done everything he can do. He's died for our sins. He's brought us back with his blood. But now he's commanded us to go. And so what is your gift? Who are you? What is the purpose for which you have been born today? There is no doubt that God has put the kingdom on the inside of you given you the Holy Spirit and equipped you. Some of you may have had encounters with Jesus. Some of you may have been taken up into visions and revelations like Paul and John. Some of you have just had a great mentor who has discipled you. And some of you, like this excerpt that I'm about to play, some of you have just been in the wilderness like Moses, sometimes God prepares people in the wilderness so that they don't learn the ways of their culture, so that they can challenge the culture. But let me tell you that you have something unique inside of you. You know, I know I have a lot of gifts, a lot of skills, and a lot to be thankful for, but my greatest gift is waking up people's spirits. I have the ability to go to my spirit man 
and to speak to two people in the spirit. I do that really well, you know, in business. I do it in the pulpit, in preaching, in meeting, leading. I do it in conversations. I do it in the podcast. I love that stuff. You know, I love, you know, TED Talks and anything to do with microphones or communication because that is my gift. My gift is spiritual. You know, but if you look at my past, it makes perfect sense. I was unknown and uh, and misunderstood. I was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome as a 10-year-old. I didn't fit into school. I didn't fit into class. I didn't get along with the other kids. I was different. I was on a different wavelength. I didn't understand anything at school. I didn't pass any tests. I didn't read any books. I was on medication. I was in and out of doctors. I was seeing a psychiatrist as a child. And I was different. And because I was different, I was treated different. I was seen differently. I was given exceptions and permissions. I didn't have to go to school. I I didn't get in trouble when I left school or when I was wagging or smoking or whatever. And God saved me. God took me. God took the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. You know, at the age of 18, I had literally never read a book. At the age of 18, I had literally never read a book. And I had a teaching aide from the government who would come to my classes and make sure I turned up. And I was on Ritalin and Dexamphetamine and Prozac and marijuana. And I was still being expelled from school. And other schools wouldn't take me. And it was at that time, at the age of 18, that no one invited me to church. No one put a a letterbox drop in my letterbox. My parents didn't take me. No, I walked past a church building and it wasn't even a church building, it was a high school. I walked past a, a, a high school and began to cry. In my spirit, I was wailing. And in my body, I was, you know, crying. I don't know how to explain it. I was soaking wet, snotting and crying because of the love of God. Because I heard the music coming from a high school gymnasium and that high school gymnasium was a a good football field away from me and I felt so much love from that distance from 150 meters that I cried all the way across the street down the, the driveway into this building and I'm telling you I worshiped God in spirit and in truth and I got born again. I didn't even know what born again meant. I'd never heard of the Holy Spirit, but I met him and he broke into my life with my permission. I invited him. I invoked him. I prayed a prayer that became a legal contract. I gave my life to Jesus and he took it and he gave me his life and I got clean. And I'm telling you, from that moment, from that hour, I never smoked marijuana again. From that moment, I became 
an A student. That was the same year of my final year of high school. That was in the first term. By the end of that same year, I was the top in my legal studies class in the entire school, in the entire year level. And I found myself at university, medication-free, getting distinctions. I was reading the Bible for four hours a day, spending all of my time praying for people on the streets, giving them words of knowledge, words of wisdom, talking to, telling complete strangers their secrets. And I was getting distinctions in my classes. That is a miracle. I married my wife. I, I had kids. I, I finished university. I got the ducks of my Bible college. I was an ordained pastor for five years. And not everything I've done has been amazing. You know, Moses had many victories and many disappointments in his preparation in the wilderness. And I've had my wilderness experience. I have overcome so much. I've overcome Tourette's. I've overcome attention deficit disorder. I've overcome anxiety. I've overcome depression. I've overcome addiction addiction to marijuana. I've overcome addiction to cigarettes. I've overcome panic attacks. I've overcome the dependency on medication. I don't need any medication. You know, I haven't taken any for years. I don't even take, you know, Panadol or asthma medication or anything. Um, maybe this year I've had a handful of, of, of paracetamol, um, you know, like over-the-counter um, painkillers. But that's it. You know, and I am amazingly fit and healthy and and I give all the glory to God. But you know why? It's for a purpose. Like Moses had his education in the ways of Pharaoh and Daniel in the ways of Babylon and Jesus, you know, in the synagogue and in, you know, in the ways of Israel. I've been called for a purpose. And because of my Tourette's, and I don't have it, but because of my past and because of my experiences, I'm on a different wavelength. I love people with mental illnesses. I love people who who are weird. I love them. And now I, I have a voice to other people. But the Bible says that a gift makes way for you. And a gift gives you the audience of kings. And I've found that that it's the people I love, people who, who just don't fit in. I love people who who other people just can't understand and, and, and freak out. And when I see them, I see their potential. When I see them, I see, you know what, mate, you're, you're 40 years old, but you can finish high school. You're 50 years old, but you can get off that medication. You know, yeah, the system has you, you know, locked down. Now, I'm not telling people to stop their medication but i'm saying that the holy spirit will treat you as a whole person spirit soul and body and when you get healthy when you get healthy in your spirit it it comes out in the rest of your body god you know filled me with the holy spirit and then over a period of of a couple of years he's my, the holy spirit and my spirit 
started to change my mind, started to change my emotions, started to change my, my will and started to change my body. I know my people group. I know I'm not preaching here to say that I have all knowledge and all mysteries like Paul says. If I have all knowledge and if I can move all mountains, then that's nothing if I don't have love. No, I love people and I love, I want other people to know what I know. But more than that, I know my people group. Your people group may be accountants. Your people group may be lawyers. Your people group may be education and the media and the arts. And God wants you to be excellent and to take dominion in those areas. He's given you the kingdom and a unique gift and a unique calling. This podcast is is designed to help you to seek first the kingdom. So when you see the kingdom, when you have understanding in the kingdom, when you know who you are, you start to realize, hang on a minute, this isn't about dying and going to heaven. This isn't about going to church and being a good pastor or a good preacher. This is about taking over society. This is about taking you know, people who are precious in God's sight and building them up so that they can be a ruler and a king. That person on the street, that person in the gutter, that homeless person, that person talking to themselves or or even that wealthy man who's addicted to pornography and can't see his wife's love for him because he's so trapped in his own pride and ego, or that housewife who's depressed and anxious and and faking it, like whatever that that is, that is not who they are. They are the image of God on the earth, and there is a potential inside of them, like my potential, like your potential. Our when they see you. They should see God. They should see the image of God. I love what Sunday Adelijah says. He said, anyone who meets me has no more need to look for God. Anyone who meets me has no more need to look for God. And that person, that housewife or that businessman or that um, homeless person, when they see you, they see their potential. Not that you've got it all right, but they see what a child of God looks like, what a son of God looks like. They see that, you know, they see God in you and they see the love of God through your eyes. And that's why we need to love people first. We need to find our people group. Who is your people group? It may be an area of society like education or lawyers or the media, but it may be alcoholics. It's probably going to be people who've come from where you've been. It's probably going to be people that you can have compassion on. It's probably going to be people that God has placed an affection for. It may be buried, but it's there. For me, I know that it's people who don't fit in. It's people who who have social problems and mental problems. And, and they could be rich. They could be famous. But I understand these people and I love them. I don't judge them. I don't, I really just love them. There's a grace there. You'll find that there's a love there and there's a grace there for these people. For Phil Pringle, it was the people of Sydney. 
you know, he 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 went to India and he just was like, yeah, these people need help, but I just don't really feel a connection. But he when he went to Sydney, and he saw some guy with a mullet and a trolley full of VB beer, his heart broke for that man, and he's spent his life. There's a grace there. His gift is for Sydney. His call is for the city of Sydney. And and mine and 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 yours, there will be a grace. There will be a love there. There will be a compassion. But this is the ministry. The ministry is Matthew 25. The ministry is the Good Samaritan. The ministry is laying down our lives for these people. It's not me saying, hey, look at me. I got healed of Tourette's and... You shouldn't be taking medication. It's not me saying, listen to my podcast because I've got all the answers. No, my gift, my, my gift is, is waking up the spirit of man, bypassing their mind, bypassing what society might say, bypassing what the enemy might say, and bypassing what you or they may believe and saying you are a son of God, you are a king, you are a ruler, you are a judge, and there's an impartation there, and some, and there's gifts there, and there's power there, and there's signs and wonders there, and what's on me gets on them, and then the obstacles in their life begin to move out of the way, and then they become born again, and they wake up to the kingdom of God, and they wake up to who they are, and they're able to elevate to a level that they wouldn't have been able to get to on their own. And like Jesus saying, come follow me, I'm saying to them, sometimes without words, follow me. Just by being around people, just by spending time with them, just by seeing them and being, being seen and being vulnerable and being honest and li- doing life with them, they are able to grab a hold of me and grab a hold of God and take a level up. You know, they're like the, you know, the disabled man waiting for somebody to put him into the pool when it stirred. Um, I don't know where that is, maybe John chapter 5, I'm trying to remember. But, but instead, that man could have just grabbed a hold of Jesus. And I, I'm Jesus to, to those people, and you are Jesus to those people. They can grab you. They don't need to go into the, they'll have their own, I've got to make money, I've got to, get off my medication, I've got to get a girlfriend. You know, a lot of these people, they're so focused on getting a car or getting a girlfriend and they just sometimes stay stuck for decades. You know, the world system and the devil, they become so trapped in 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 the culture. This is what you are. You are a culture breaker. You don't follow the rules of society. You know, psychiatrists will often tell people that, you know, you just need to go on medication for life. You know, you, you just need to smoke cigarettes or take a Valium. You know, they don't tell them, you know, I say, no, you can be healed of these things. You can, you might be on the street today, but you can own a business and own a house and be married tomorrow. You can you can break out of these cycles. Sometimes these cycles just seem so complicated. You know, they have mental illness, they have abuse, they have financial problems, they have addictions, they have, they have demons. 
You know, they need to learn how to budget. They need to learn how to shave. They need to learn how to speak. And it can just seem so hard. You know, like the Good Samaritan, like, you know, what the guy was half dead. What good is it spending money on him? He's half dead. But, but if you love that person, you become Christ to them. That person doesn't need to go into the pool to get for it to be stirred. They can grab hold of you and you can pull them out. You can pull them out of their place. And you know what? Just by being around them, they have hope. They they see you. They More is caught than taught, you know, they say. They, they see you and they think, I can. You'll find they'll start shaving. They'll start looking after themselves. They'll start smiling and God will start to change them. Now, ultimately, he wants to get them born again. Ultimately, he wants to... To, to fill them with the Holy Spirit and then he'll do most of the work and he will do that but sometimes he starts you know socially you know sometimes he starts physically you got to feed them you got to love them sometimes he starts emotionally you they've got to trust you because you turn up every week or you drop food off every week or you ring them on their birthday but when they see your eyes they see the eyes of the father when they see your eyes, they don't see what they see in other people's eyes, judgment and putting them to sidelining them. Oh man, I get sidelined even now, but but they don't they in your eyes they see acceptance and they see love. And then I'm telling you, I'm promising you, and this is a word from God, when they see love in your eyes, their spirits will become open. When they see love in your eyes, their spirit man will be open because he's, he's hiding behind their soul. He's hiding and shut down and dead most of the time. But your, his spirit man will be available to you and then you'll be able to talk to him about the kingdom. Then you will be able to lift him up out of his hole. Then Jesus will tell you in your ear, you'll hear a voice in the way saying, this is the way, walk thee in it. He will say to you, wake this person up. Say, in the name of Jesus, get out of bed and walk. He'll say, tell them about my kingdom. Tell them about my love. Or he'll say, give them $100. And as you obey him, the kingdom comes. Remember, the kingdom comes in the moving of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom comes in the power of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom only comes when you hear what the Father's saying and say it. 90% of our time is just stuff. We wake up, we brush our teeth, we pay our bills, you know, we go to work, but you are available for that one moment. Take that moment. Holy Spirit is going to be with you in that moment. I'm telling you now, as you love people, as you identify your gifting, and as you be available to hear the voice of God and say it, to see what he's doing and do it in that moment, as you do it, he will do it with you. He will do it through you. And you will see the glory of God. You will see power. You will see heaven invading earth. So don't look for the invitation to speak to Bill Gates or Barack Obama. You know, Don't look for immediately being promoted to senior vice president of marketing or senior pastor. But love the person in front of you. Love that one person. 
Identify your area of influence. Identify your gift. Take this city, but take it one person at a time. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, this is a message for you if you are wanting to enter the kingdom of God. You know, God loves you. He's chosen you. He's made it absolutely clear that he accepts you no matter what you've done. He has open arms and he has, he has pinned his arms to the cross with nails to prove that he has nothing but open arms to accept you into his family, into his kingdom. He knows that, that you've been deceived. Even if you've, you know, walked away from him in the past, he is accepting of you in open arms. If you're, if you're wanting to repent, if you're wanting to turn away from your own life. So just say this prayer after me. Say, Jesus Christ, you are my owner. I give my life to you. Lead me and guide me by your Holy Spirit. Fill me, wash me, make me clean. I want to live as Jesus lived. I want to walk as Jesus walked. Teach me how to understand and unlock your kingdom. I commit to seeking first your kingdom every day of my life. I receive the Holy Spirit. I will not sin. And if I do, forgive me and help me to stop sinning in Jesus' name. I renounce Satan. I invoke the Holy Spirit of power. Make me a follower of Jesus. Teach me to be a fisher of men. And I will see you on the other side. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer, go back and pray it out loud. And let me know by emailing me at melbourneundergroundchurch.com. That's Melbourne, as in Melbourne, Australia, or Melbourne, Florida, undergroundchurch.com, all one word, melbourneundergroundchurch.com. Underground, as in train station. <laughs>